You are listening to the Techie Leadership Show with Bogdan and Andrei. Hello and welcome to the Techie Leadership Show. My name is Bogdan. I'll be your host for today. Co-hosting with me is Andrei. Hey. And as guest, we have the wonderful Kamil Politovic. Kamil was born in Poland, migrated to Canada in 2012 and made it his second home there. Well, except for winters. Currently, he works as a back-end developer at Aurora Solar, mostly harmless stuff, 9,000 points to those who get the reference. After all these years as a programmer, he's still excited about it as if it was the first day. He's eager to learn new stuff and help others learn. Welcome, Camille. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. pleasure. Our pleasure. As a small side note for our listeners, uh, Camille and us go back... Uh, to our Canadian days. He was uh, our CTO while we worked for, uh, where we were colleagues at our uh, Canadian employers. And he has much more extensive extensive, uh, software uh, development uh, experience than uh, he let off. (laughs) So uh, would you like to add a little bit more about yourself, Camille? Uh, Sure, of course. Uh, Yeah. well, I mean, I I've been I've been computer computer geek for for basically as as far as I go. I got my first Commodore sixty four at the age of eight or nine, but I was nice. already programming on paper before that. So so I mean, like it's it was I mean when when it come when it comes to uh, uh, choosing careers, it's it was basically the only choice really. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I have to say I'm first and foremost a developer or engineer, if you will. And I really don't like being a manager. I don't mind being a leader in a, in a broad sense of the word. If organization needs a little bit of, uh, of leadership, but being manager is not my thing. And I realized that like in so many, not only once in my life, but so many times, every time I went out of my comfort zone, uh, to do something else, be it like marketing, be it uh, prog- product management or something like that, I always return to my uh, easy developer's career. The first love. First love. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's okay. It's not It's not for, uh, for everyone. And it's good that you found your so-called calling. Yeah. 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 And I'm really curious, what are the 9,000 points? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I don't get the reference. <laughs> you I don't, don't get the reference. It's from uh, it's from um, Hitchhiker's Guide for, um, to Galaxy, and oh. it's basically it's basically like the only the, the, that was the entry for Earth in the Galactic Almanac, mostly harmless, and that was it. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I get it now. Now I feel like yeah. I, I totally know. recommend to read the book. It's so funny. It's it's amazing. I keep hearing recommendations for it, especially online. Oh, yeah, just just please don't please don't uh, watch the movie first. I mean, movie is great on its own uh, for other reasons, but book is obviously better. <laughs> uh, of course, it's a con- it's a condensed version, <laughs> for sure. And I also find like really interesting because some people might not get the reference programming on paper. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> well, I did it also because Me computers too. were scarce in my time. 
when I was young. Yeah, but I, I think like the, the, do you think like it helped you like to develop this kind of like, you know, debugging uh, code in your head uh, abilities? Oh, yes. oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot. It's, it's, it's something that I recommend everybody that wants to become a developer or if there are developers, try writing code on paper and then you're going to learn a lot about your coding mm -hmm. style and how good you are and I picked up uh, programming later on, so computers weren't uh, any longer scarce. Uh, scarce. Uh, I still made him. With yeah, paper. and I uh, <laughs> notebooks, couple of notebooks, just pure code written. Mm -hmm. it, it may, it's something. I think it has to do with muscle memory. I know a lot of people disagree with the term, but. I, for one, writing it with my hand, pen on paper, it's something about the way you do it, it and thinking about it, it creates another point of reference in your mind, helps you remember better. Yeah, I agree. Exactly. So let's get to the stories. I'm really curious, Camille, what stories <laughs> you've got. Yes. You want Would stories? you like to sh Yes, we want stories. Okay. Well, I, 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 may, I may disappoint you here uh, because uh, I don't really have like very crushing examples of any of this. Uh, but okay, let's start. Seen. I mean, like, first of all, like, let me say uh, before I like share like uh, what <laughs> I think is the biggest leadership success story I, I witnessed. Uh, let me share like uh, that company I work for, I'm working for now, Aurora Solar, is kind of like a silent leadership success story. Nice. Uh, and I, I started working there in February this year, so I'm, I'm really new employee. And Congratulations. You know, uh, thank you. Uh, but the thing is, I went there for technology. I mean, they have awesome software to, to design solar panel installations, and it works in the browser. Which is which is amazing, like nice. basically chat application working in the browser, uh, pretty slick. It's business to business, so like not like for end customers, but still uh, even better. And <laughs> yeah, I went there for technology, but I found that what I like about company the most is like wonderful, awesome people working there. And I even what asked, and it's, it's it happens, it, it already happened during like interview phase when I met like uh, my manager to be. And I realized I want to work for that company not only because of technology, but also because people actually care about you there. And I even asked the co-founder, uh, Chris Hopper, about that. And he basically said that it starts with like hiring the right people. And by right people, you, uh, you uh, usually don't mean you know the people that are experts in the, the certain the certain area you want yes. them hired. That's important too. But they have to be kind people. They have to be good people. They have to care about people. And that's that's the success story at Aurora Solar. I'm kind of part of it right now. So nice. <laughs> that's 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 amazing. Like turn uh, of events for me and. Like, but I, I, I think like the biggest uh, leadership success story that I witnessed like in my life, but it's okay. like success story of a, of a company I never worked for. I would like to, to say it would be a base camp. Base camp, base uh, camp, base yeah. camp as yes. company. 
uh, for those of you outside of the Ruby world, uh, it's it's a, it's a company that basically jumpstarted the whole Ruby uh, as a web framework, race, uh, Ruby on Rails uh, revolution that basically changed my life personally and many other programmers around the world. Same. Making yeah. making programming web 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 app programming very fun, very easy, and very accessible. And they didn't stop at that. What I like about them is they are success company, by, by, but they don't want to be the next Google, the next Uber, the next Facebook. Yeah. They're just totally satisfied with being like a small business that does one job really well, keeps wonderful employees there. I always wanted to work there, like just didn't happen. But, <laughs> and maybe after this podcast. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. Uh, anyways, uh, and they and they keep keep pushing like new technologies, contributing to open source, but also publishing books on how to run a successful company that makes people happy and makes people around the, them happy and makes customers happy and make everyone happy, right? Yeah. So like those books are like remote uh, rework. And the recent one was, uh, it doesn't have to be crazy at work. I highly recommend yes. that. We, 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 we get to the books, book recommendations later. Yes. But the thing is, you want a calm company to be successful developer. You don't want distractions. You don't want uh, leaders or managers getting in your face. You want, to, you want to build something. You want to focus on something. And you want to be proud of it. And it doesn't require, you know, managers to to direct you or anything. So, so I think like the biggest success company, and I, basically they started, I I think like 2006, and that's exactly yes. where may, maybe a little bit earlier, but Rails uh, Ruby on Rails started 2005, 2006, and it basically started my programming career as, as it is now. And I still love Ruby, love Rails, and and I couldn't imagine life without it. So that's oh, that's a that's success story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We also love Ruby. Yeah, we, we do. We do. And I like your idea about working in a calm company. So it's yes. not a crazy, always rushing, always managers breathing down your neck. Like we're behind schedule. We have to. <laughs> we have to push harder. The yeah. point you made about having um, professional pride in the work that you do, I think that is beyond important. And I wish more people will will uh, will uh, get an understanding of that and hopefully experience it. Because that's how you end up giving 100%, 110% and delivering really good software. And not only, because you might have other professions, but you end up delivering a product that even if for a little makes other people's lives better. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, like uh, later when we talk a little bit about like leadership philosophy, I will kind of like expand it. But now it's time to share the, the failure story, right? Please. <laughs> go, go with the failure <laughs> well, story. <laughs> again, uh, like f first I want to start with saying like, uh, if you are uh, a person affected by bad management, bad leadership, it's totally okay to feel bad about it. 
you you totally you totally yeah. allowed to feel bad about it and uh and it's uh and it's also important that you don't have to act right now you don't have to make rash decisions you don't have to you know rage quit or you know like do do, do something crazy yes. about it. you can take yeah. your time you can uh, weigh your options and decide you know like the the bad leadership may affect you in a very bad ways but it doesn't i mean it it doesn't have immediate effect and also you can do something about it so it's important to try to try to make it better before actually you know saying yeah. i'm done with that uh, so yes. i think like the biggest i mean i can't i can't name like a single like biggest failure but i think like most of the of the management leadership failures for me were connected to what i, what I call uh, garage company owner owner syndrome or okay okay <laughs> so basically it's kind of like usually it starts with a company built by one person or literally from their homes or from their garage or whatever and that person like it's totally fine like running the business developing the business until it grows to the size when they can't do everything themselves right yes but they still have this mindset of like if if not me then who will do this the right way right i yes. i'm the person who knows the company best so i'm obviously the person who knows all all things about the company best and i will do everything in this company even though i like there is not enough time in 24 hours a day right and yes. this kind of mind uh, mindset like brings a lot of trouble to people who who they hire to do their jobs and you know whether it's development or marketing or sales you hire people who are good at those jobs and you hire people for that for their particular reason exactly and yeah. There is, there is no, uh, there is, I mean, there is no, uh, no reason for that to like, to tell them what to do and how to do their jobs. Right. So it's kind of like yes. sit back, you should sit back. You, you, you should, you should still drive the company's, uh, company's, uh, you know, direction. And what's more important, you should probably provide some metrics like you, like how you progress along the way but the job should be done by people you hire. So I think that the biggest failures in the leadership, for me at least in my life, were coming from like, the, like managers trying to micromanage things and trying, trying to tell professionals what to do and how to do it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, and and that's, that's key. If you, if you hire professionals, let them do their job. Don't interfere with them and then complain that it doesn't get done correctly because you've interfered with it. See what results you're going to get yeah. at the end. And then see if you can work with them, uh, improve on something, give them feedback. So they also grow and improve in their career. But don't start off the bat like micromanagement and say, this is how it's done here. I can understand being more um, intrusive, so to say in the first couple of months uh, when that uh, when your employee or new teammate comes in he's new you haven't built up a trusting relationship yet 
But if you have a person that did great work in the past uh, 12 months, 18 months, two years, or sometimes even longer than that, let them do their thing. Trust them. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you have people, you know, like in, 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 even in, uh, like already middle-sized companies, you have you have people on the team, right? Who can introduce yes. on board other people. You don't have to be yeah. doing it as a, as a CEO of the company, for example, or or the owner or or, or, or someone like that, right? Mm-hmm. But it it also applies to to all all levels of management, right? I mean, like uh, software software projects management suffer the same thing under uh, yes. micromanagers. And you know it can happen everywhere. So the key is like you know to hire to hire people that uh, that kind of like don't have this 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 type of mindset or are easily persuaded that it's not <laughs> yeah not, it not, can, not really necessary. And it can also happen like uh, a side project in a company. A developer builds it. He gets really attached to it. He becomes really successful. He gets promoted to lead the project. It's his baby. And then he becomes a tyrant with the team that is built around him to make it even more successful. So it's yeah. not just being the owner. It can happen at different places in uh, at different levels in companies. So and, and it's tough. And, I, and I'm really curious, Kami, because you said, like, if you suffer from bad management, you gave, like, really good advice. Don't, don't take decisions really quickly. In, in don't anger. rage quit. Yes, and you said you also said you can do something about it. I'm really curious, what can you do about it? Well, you can try. Obviously, not it won't work like 100% situations. But yes. I mean, if you're an engineer uh, with certain with certain experience, uh, you know, uh, building a good team is not not unlike building uh, a good software, right? It's kind of so, like you already have have enough experience to be a leader, even if you're not manager. So uh, what you can do as a senior developer, for example, you can you can create uh, you can create a little bit of bubble, a little bit of buffer between this, let's say, micromanager and your team. Right? You can try to yes. you can try to steer the work in a direction uh, that manager wants to do without like them interfering with your with your team or at least you can try right that's yeah, that's, yes. what I, that's what i would recommend again it doesn't work 100% of times but i mean what else can you do <laughs> yeah two interesting true. points uh, regarding this um, i heard from two separate guests in previous interviews uh, one of them said regarding the the garage owner business style says if you really want to focus if you're the owner of the company and you want to still be in it like you were at the beginning that's okay if you want to do that hire somebody to take care of the business side hire somebody explicitly explicitly to be the ceo and then if you are part of the team the team knows that Listen, he might be the owner. He's not the boss. Okay. I understand why he's coming at me. He's fully focused just to work at the same level as me. He's not, he doesn't have to do two separate things, manage the business and manage me. So that makes yes. more sense. And also regarding the, 
the, um, the other part with micromanaging. I love this one. It says there are short-term goals, couple of days, medium-term goals, couple of weeks, and long-term goals, one year and over. It's only micromanaging if, if you have that immediate presence for long-term goals. Because it makes sense to be implicated for short-term goals. Nobody feels that that is micromanagement. But if you're on my uh, behind every day for something that I already told you, it will take three months for me to finish it. And every day you're asking, how's it going? Hey, Camille, how's it going? Anything new? Did you push something? Just leave me alone. That's micromanaging. micromanaging. Uh, yeah, but if it's cool. something like uh, coming for, uh, you know, if I remind you, listen, we have a very important meeting at two and I remind you in the morning. And then if I pass by you and say, oh, remember, we have that meeting. That it makes sense. It's short term. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, yeah it's true. Mm -hmm. I, I think I read it on uh, Jason's Fried, uh, Jason Fried's uh, blog that Jason Fried is co-founder co co of Basecamp, by the way, that like there is really a power behind being CEO. And you have to really be careful what you're saying because if you ask, uh, like, you know, totally benign question, like how this thing is going, we talked about it, uh, yes. you know, uh, yeah. on the meeting, how is it going? Immediately, uh, employees assume that it's like highest, highest priority right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, it just employees mindset to like, you know, oh, CEO wants to, wants to know how this is going. This, this should be our focus right now. And then CEO goes again, like, you know, goes around and ask another person about something else. And now that becomes a focus. And so you really have to be careful, uh, like when you're CEO, like what are, what are your questions? How are you asking them? So, and that you make clear that it's actually just, you know, just a small talk or, or something like that instead yes, of yeah. like, okay, now the company is totally in this direction, right? <laughs> and, and that's so true because it happened to me while I was, uh, and was surprised you have to have a, a sort of mindset shift when I was like the director of operations at the, an outsourcing company. And it was my first position being like the second man in, inside the company. And I, you know, I was outside of people, talking and a project came up in the discussion and I said, oh, don't worry, we just have to trim some fat. But it was about trimming some requirements from it, not the people on it. And everybody stopped and said, are you firing people? I was, <laughs> I was no, <laughs> for God's sakes, no, we're just streamlining the whole project so the people that are on it can, <laughs> can do it. Yeah. So, and then it was like a powerful realization for me. I have to be really careful what I see. Because this time I could see the reaction and do something about it. But I might mention something like that has no real value, but people can take it and it spread like wildfire in a company. Separation mm -hmm. of responsibilities. <laughs> yeah. Yes. There are things that you need to know and there are things that you will need to know, but not right now. Yeah. And, and with that, Camille, because you already hinted at it, what is your leadership philosophy? Yeah, that's that's a, that's a good question. I think I think like like already already hinted. Yes, uh, uh, with all those examples and everything, I think like okay. I just say it like uh, successful leadership for me is like a film score. 
you hear it in the background, it kind of supports the action, but it doesn't destroy the experience of watching a movie and it doesn't go yeah. in your face, in, doesn't stand in the way, right? But then you can like replay it, you can buy a soundtrack and you see like, oh my God, this is, this is great. This is, this is what I heard like all the while watching movie and it kind of like gave me this additional feeling of whatever the movie was about. And and you see and you see like it's it's great. So it's the same with leadership. You can read like leadership uh, biography or anything like that, or you can hear about like good leadership uh, or management uh, stories like on your on your management program or something like that. Um, but it didn't happen like it probably didn't happen like this when it was happening. It was just in the background. Yes. My philosophy is management is there, leadership is there to support people in doing their their job, right? And it only steps up when you have a trouble or you need help or you or you need something, right? So, yes. uh, for example, like if you if you if you have too many distractions, you have you have you have manager to step in and kind of like clean the clean your workplace around you so we can focus yeah. Yeah. on your high priority project for example and so basically that's that's kind of like my philosophy and what it comes down to it's i think leadership like the the biggest the biggest uh the biggest uh, characteristic managers can have is humility humility yeah. as a as a person as a human and also intellectual humility. So basically, like the humility for me is like not putting your ego in front of you everywhere, you know, like you're not the yeah. most important person. You may be my manager, you may be the CEO of the company, but you're not the most important person in the world for every employee you hire, right? So, you yeah. know, and intellectual humility is basically about admitting you don't know everything. And eagerness mm. to learn so you know you have all those wonderful people that are doing that are doing stuff for you and you have to ad admit at some point that you know if you focused maybe you would be better at this but first of all you don't have time for that and second of all they already great at that and yeah. you may learn yeah. a thing or two from some people you Oh, you may you may be expert in 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 certain like let, let's say I, I I consider myself professional and pretty advanced level in in software building right but I would still get advice from, from front-end developer because I'm not comfortable building uh, in with building front-end stuff with you know so yes, yeah. and i also would take advice from someone you know from s someone in managerial position uh, if i have trouble for example like managing my time or something like that so and also and and about that works in the other direction manager can learn from me like you know i have oh, yeah. i have yeah. a lot to 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 teach you about like building software so even if you've been developer before but now you're a manager you might have been out of touch with the technology for a few years. True. You know, That's let me true. tell you like how I would <laughs> do that, right? So so it's kind of it's kind of yeah, it's I think that humility is the 
is like the most important things leader can have to actually i mean obviously there are there are other values like you know uh like strictly connected to leadership like having a vision or you know driving things a drive yes but but if you have all that and you don't have humility it's just it becomes a a little a little hell you're building for your employees you know (laughs) every day vision this is the vision look at it (laughs) i I still remember the first time a manager said oh yeah, I made a mistake. Thank you for pointing that out. And I was like, what? <laughs> this is nice. <laughs> like, yeah. I yeah, can speak with this person. It's a good feeling, yes. Yeah. We never should we should never feel ashamed to apologize if uh, if uh, we made a mistake. You know, making mistakes is normal. Okay, hiding mistakes isn't normal. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. You make a mistake, you uh, you you solve it. Uh, if somebody points it out to you, you thank that person. It's human nature. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it, it it all depends like how you how you point it out to. I mean, like I think yeah. true. managers true. Yeah. should be like really really kind and 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 careful about those things. I mean, obviously, obviously the uh, you know the the so-called sandwich. You know, you put some good yes. news and you put bad feedback and then <laughs> some other good news. It's it's a total crap. I mean, it's a total <laughs> crap. But but you have to be careful, like not to per, not to not to personalize your feedback, right? But yes. But yeah. yeah. Other than that, yeah, I totally agree. I really love managers who can actually admit that they they may be wrong. And I, actually, like I was, I, I I wanted to say, like my current manager is like. I mean, he has like lots of good qualities as a manager, like very, very technical person, very, very good, uh, you know, knowledge of the, yes. of, the of, of the thing. But I personally think about him as a person who, like, before making any big decision, like management decision, the first thing that he asks is like, will that hurt? people how 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 will so how will nice. people in my team feel about if i do it this way and it's kind of like it's came up like multiple times already in in many situations and i feel like it's 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 the greatest thing that that happened to me that that you that, that you have a manager that actually cares not only yeah. about like uh, deadlines and 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 uh, you know and progress and and project management and and uh, anything like that, but also cares like how people feel about like the way I manage team, right? How can we improve? How can we do it better? How how can we make people more comfortable doing the what they what yeah. they like? Yeah, right? that is so. Powerful. Yeah, really powerful. And I hope that people listening to this don't poach your manager. Yeah. <laughs> the competition. <laughs> and then you get a bad manager, you come again and you can have new stories. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. So I mean, like if I if I if I had to I mean again, I'm not a great leader myself. I I don't pretend to be manager. I really feel great. Uh like having this warm, fuzzy feeling uh, that you get from building stuff that is functional. 
but also beautiful inside like you know software nice. i think like programming is an art and i feel like i'm good at this and i don't want to change my career for you know any tire of management uh but i think like uh, the the leadership tips from me would be like be humble be open to learning experiences be kind and just be human basically okay and are those the leadership tips like for aspiring leaders for aspiring leaders uh yes. well i mean let, let me let me put it in the perspective like when you when you when you are a junior programmer all you care is technology you want yes. to get better with your tools with your with your programming language with your editor with your versioning system and whatever you you getting better and better at this you understand the systems you understand like how to how to develop like uh, architectures how to connect components together and uh, and stuff like that all you care about it is getting better in this technical yes but once you get to like the 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 programmer level let's say the only way to get into senior programming is to also understand people yes. you can't yeah. you can't as even as a programmer uh, and i think you you mentioned it uh, bogdan on your on your podcast uh, before uh, that you you uh, that programmers are often seen as people like very introvert very yeah. very close yes. very focused on the on the work on the machines yeah and not really caring about people no senior developers i mean the, the only way you can be a senior developer is to care about people about team about how to how to how to connect expertise of so many people on your team to build yes. something wonderful something bigger than some of its parts so it's kind of it's kind of that's why i'm saying like being humble being human is a key to any leadership position even if you don't want to be a manager yeah exactly and it's it's true if you want to grow and have like a senior or be a team lead on a technical team it 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 shifts from technology first to to people first and that's something you have to do it it doesn't work any other way if not you're going to have basically live flame wars yeah. <laughs> inside the company and also it's the only way you can uh, you can ever ever develop well, aside from having stupid luck is the only way you can make great ux and great ui because for me at least and i know for a lot of people great ux and great ui isn't how it looks uh it's partly how it feels but uh, the most important stuff is it's intuitive and you cannot create intuitive design if you have no idea how people function how people work so some of the the best software developers yeah they they know how people function they know how they'll use the product how they'll interact with it and super important yeah like as a side note uh, i was i was i was uh, uh, attending like a usability test recently okay. not as the, not nice. as an interviewer but as a person like just watching the the process and i mean it blows your mind how your users uh, are 
knowledgeable on so many levels about the software and how much good feedback can you get from them on the on the on, on, right. on a very short session you may as a developer or a programmer or someone like very very uh, very focused on your software you may think like things are easy or you know that's that's the best we can do and then comes a user and tells you you know like in in my in my situation we we don't use those defaults we don't we we would probably want something set for us here automatically and stuff like that and you know they may not know about like how you build software how you yes. uh, how you create a user experience in general but they know what bothers them and i they yeah. so oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. And their 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 input is so valuable. So yeah, that's that's the, that's yeah. Talk talk to your users. It's really important. And you you hear it once in one person, then you hear something similar in another person. By the time you have ten users, you're like, well, maybe this this actually is a thing that's quite necessary. Let me look into it deeper. And it's still a people skill that you have to have. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, knowing how to ask the questions to get to, to <laughs> the correct answers, yeah. yeah, huge people skill. Yeah. So, um, looking back on that, what would be the book that had the most profound impact on you? Uh, I'm I, I feel so silly right now because like I usually don't read managerial books. For the reason no, I it, can be, have, it doesn't have to be a managerial book. Have any to book. Be managerial book. Okay. Yes. So basically, I think like the 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 like professionally like the best uh, the, the, the 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 book that basically shaped me. And again, you you might have gotten a hint from my from my from my talking before. Uh, it was definitely Agile Web Development with Rails by Dave Thomas. It was basically yeah. the book that started Rails for me. Uh, and like you know, like I was programming Java at the time, and <laughs> <laughs> basically never, never, ever used Java again uh, <laughs> since, that, since that moment in my life. So that's definitely like professionally. Uh, I think like the book that kind of shaped my life in a way was books, uh, um, mostly like uh, what's what's what what you would. Um, what you would consider hard science fiction, like from the fifties, sixties, seventies. So I got I got totally uh, hooked uh, by Lem, uh, which is a Polish author. I totally recommend. I you may you may know Solaris from the movie at least. But I think I heard about it. Great, at least uh, at least uh, the the Hollywood version. There is Russian version too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I was formed by like by books like Fables for Robots, for example, where they kind of oh, like describe this weird world where you know where uh, you know you can you can just have engineers tinker something out and it's it becomes like artificial intelligence like right away. So mm-hmm. it was fun, and then obviously Asimov uh, Foundation and 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 the robot cycle the three laws of, of robotics, right? I always kind of like, it's a really neat idea, like to develop robots that actually can't harm people. 
and they even develop yeah. as that and they have they they develop their own law on top of that don't harm humanity as a whole yes yeah, yeah. So, important so i really i really appreciate that recently i mean i wouldn't say it shaped me, me like uh, early or on or anything like that but re- recently i really enjoyed uh, the book thinking in systems by uh, mm. donella meadows uh, it's a book about i mean well we programmers i are very used to like divide divide and conquer strategy so yeah. basically in order to solve a problem you kind of think to decomposing in into small parts that you actually can hold yes. in your head yeah and kind of like implement one thing after the other until it becomes whatever this book kind of teaches you to think about systems as more than some of those components and kind of like to view the systems through the eye of the of the inputs outputs flows inside and and stops inside and it's really great book like for engineers that want to improve like the overall ability to to create awesome. to build but also for managers to understand like development process more so i mean it's it's really great i highly recommend it's very very and it's non technical read it's like there is nothing about software there just just description of you know about like how simple system let's say a system like 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 uh like water tank behaves right and then yes. drawing analogies to how the whole economies of countries behave and turns nice. out some of those things are very similar if not the same so i i, I highly recommend that so and of Sounds course like i already book. mentioned it doesn't have to be crazy at work very nice <laughs> yes. for for calm work, workplace so awesome 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 I, i'm definitely getting thinking in systems now <laughs> I love the <laughs> part that uh, it has analogies is what uh, hooked me to it. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I have a fondness for authors that can make uh, that can take a complex uh, subject and basically explain it to me like I'm a like I'm a child. Yeah. Okay, and make analogies so that I can uh, uh, equate with other experiences to better understand what uh, they're talking about. I love that. And retain the knowledge. And retain the knowledge, yeah. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> and Camille, if people want to find out more about you, where should they go? Uh, well, I'm on Twitter at kpolitovic. I will, I will give you like the uh, copy-paste yeah. of my handle. And that's basically it. I mean, if you want to connect with me, I don't use Facebook right now. I I feel like they overstep their boundaries. And, <laughs> <laughs> and at least, and like the least you can do. I mean, of course, I I would love to them see them regulated in some way, but the least you can do is just walk away. So I'm really, I'm really, I'm really concerned about like general, general. Uh, concept of privacy right now uh, by, yeah. by the way another yeah. book i probably should mention it's the latest snowden's book i don't remember the title but uh, his only book but yeah it was gives <laughs> <laughs> you like a really really chilly like 1984 uh, kind of feeling like what 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 is happening with all those uh, 
um, intelligence programs that basically design yeah. the spiral yes. and everything. Like, but anyway, uh, Twitter is the only the only social media I use, and I don't have a blog, I don't have a podcast like you guys. So, <laughs> so if you want to connect with me, ask me a question, or get some get some uh, get in touch, yeah, that's Twitter. Awesome, Camille. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Learned a lot. Yeah, still learned a lot it's after knowing you. Pleasure to me. It went. I think it went better than I expected it will be. <laughs> but, yeah, again, Told you so. guys are good. Are really good at like getting people to talk about things that matter for them. So, I really appreciate the invite. Okay, thank you. Our pleasure. Bye. Bye. That was today's episode. Tune in daily. Rate, like, subscribe and share please. Oh, you can find further info and materials in the show notes on techyleadership.com, including links to the guest book recommendations.